everyone, this is episode 567 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Monday, December 24th, 2018. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'm going to be talking about my favorite games, movies, and anime of 2018. The best games, movies, and anime, according to me. And I'm recording this on Sunday, since I'll be out of town on... Monday, tomorrow, or today when you are, you're not going to be recording this tomorrow, you'll be listening to it, maybe tomorrow, I don't know, why would you be uh, doing that on Christmas Eve of all days, but I'll be out of town visiting my dear old mother and uncle, and celebrating Christmas with them and my father, small little thing, and then on Christmas Day, I'll be doing nothing, which is how I like to spend my Christmases, but This week of episodes, I'm going to do my best for today, for Monday's episode. Then Wednesdays, I'll be doing my worst of 2018. And then for Friday, I'm going to do my uh, the things I'm looking forward to most in 2019. So, yeah, Uh, I figured that'd be a good thing to do since I wasn't sure how I was going to handle all this, especially being out of town Monday, but... Yeah, I'm recording this late on Sunday too, so hopefully I'll get it all done and the video ready and everything primed for tomorrow. I'm I'm busy, but uh, before I get to all of those best of nonsense things, I did just put up a new episode of Attack the Backlog, one of my favorites because it was one of my favorite games to play. It was episode 7, uh, which is Titanfall 2. And, yeah, it's up there now on YouTube and all the podcast services and whatnot. So, if you've played the game, check it out. If you haven't, I would highly recommend playing the game first because it is a very, very good game. And I'm not sure if it is, but it probably is on sale with all of the the sales going on on PSN and Xbox Live. So, you could probably get Titanfall 2 for somewhere between 5 and $10. I'm guessing because I think it's been on sale for five dollars more than a few times because it hasn't been it wasn't the biggest seller but it is a fantastic game even if you only play this single player it is absolutely worth it it's one of my favorite first person shooter campaigns in a while and and uh, maybe of all time it might be up there with some of my favorites Uh, there are a lot there are a lot of good first person shooter campaigns just not that many in a while that I can think of, Um, but yeah, then after that, there'll be Never Alone, that's already wrapped up, after that one, what was it, what did I play after Never Alone, it has Infamous, First Light, and then I just finished Bionic Commando, the 2009 3D version, finished that today, and that'll be an interesting one to record when I get to it, but um, yeah, that was about five and a half hours, so it ended up going a little longer than expected just given how much the percentage showed done after 45 minutes but uh what i'll be playing after that i don't know i'm not sure yet uh if you have any suggestions or things you'd like to see me play um all ears at some point i think i'm going to do the the ninja turtles out of the shadows xbox live arcade game because i know there were, I think it was mostly negative reviews, and I think it had technical issues. I don't know if those were those were ever fixed, but I remember thinking it was 
a solid plane take on the Arkham type of counter combat system. And I really liked the visual style. I was a fan of it. I know that a lot of I don't I don't even know if I want to say hardcore turtle fans, but stubborn Ninja Turtle fans were just like, oh, nope, I don't like the new art style. I don't know what that voice was, but I am someone who, even with the things I love, I'm all for trying new things and taking chances. I wasn't someone who hated the look of the turtles in the recent live action ones. I think Michelangelo looks especially weird, but I think, say, Donatello looks good. I wish they all looked similar to Donatello because I think he in the new one looks good. My nose is itching like crazy. So if you're watching the video, you're like, what is going on? Did he just snort a bunch of coke? I promise you that most certainly did not happen. But yeah, so that that's exciting news. But um, moving on to my best of 2018, starting with games, which shouldn't be a surprise because I've talked about these quite often i haven't really talked about movies or anime but my top i just i just put five on here uh you know i didn't go over any kind of particular i didn't pick any specific numbering system like uh, my top five for each category or anything i just went through the list of games that came out that i played and just pulled out the ones that really stuck with me so into the Breach, of course, is my, this is the one that is absolutely numbered at, at the top because it is my game of the year. It is my game of the generation. One of my favorite games of all time. I think it is a brilliant strategy game. My favorite strategy game because it really does a great job of making it simple yet complicated. It is a game that you can learn the mechanics and the movesets of all these various mechs and bugs pretty early on and when you get a handle that you can use that to many different effects you can do so much with i guess so little uh, it's like chess in that sense where you know how every piece moves but there are so many different outcomes that can come to play um even though you may think like well how many how many differences can there really be and there are like an infinite amount of possibilities and it changes depending on what you move and and how the order of the movements between your mechs so i just adore that game because it is really easy to grasp and get a, a hang with uh, to, to to figure out and then to really master it takes a lot of time i've put over 200 hours into it total on both pc and switch it's a fantastic switch game and I can't recommend it highly enough. It's the best 15 bucks you'll spend. It is the best. Unless you don't like strategy games. Uh, if you're a fan of Advance Wars and those type of, of, of strategy games, it plays a lot like them. But it is, it is different from those. But if you do like those types of games, it's worth checking out. Don't, don't expect... There's no great story or anything. It is very much just a gameplay game game it's a mechanic game it's not a story game it's there's no narrative really there's little bits of whatnot here and there but it's that's not why you're playing the game then after that red dead redemption 2 which i adored i am someone who enjoys the shooting 
in Rockstar games. I like the way Rockstar games feel, which is a big part of why I really like the experience. You know, and I and I still am very adamant about saying this to some of my friends and anyone out there who's not feeling it early on. You don't have to like Red Dead Redemption 2, despite what all the critics have said and some of the hyperbole out there. You don't have to like it. It's okay not to like it. Don't force yourself not to like it. Um, one of my friends, Rich, he is thinking about going back to it, and he hasn't enjoyed ex- his experience with it. And one of his reasoning, one of his reasons is that he wants to get his money's worth out of it. Uh, you know, he he wants that that time versus money value to more even out. And I keep telling him, like, no, you don't have to. You don't have to like it. And if you do that, there's no guarantee you're going to like what you play from now on or whatever. You could just end up wasting more of your time. And that, why do that? So as much as I love Red Dead Redemption, uh, I don't think it's a game everyone has to play. Um, And it most certainly is not a game everyone has to like. And it's fine not to like it. But it's also a game you can love and you can like and don't be the opposite and say no this is a shit game anyone who likes it is an idiot no that's anyone who likes anything is not an idiot they just are someone who likes that thing we can we can, we're not going to like everything um that doesn't make any sense of course we're not going to like everything but no one can like everything or anything you know there's no universal thing there's no objective good or bad from an enjoyment, from a from a consumption standpoint, uh, well, I don't know what I'm trying to get. Like, you can say something is technically good. And like, oh, this art is technically well made. Do I like it? Mm, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of realistic stuff. Like Alex Ross with uh, art. He is a very, very gifted, talented artist. Do I like his art? Not really, because I look at it and I think, well, this is pretty close to photorealism. I can just look at a photo. Sure, I can't look at a photo of Superman flying through the air. Um, You know, you can Photoshop shit and whatnot, but there's that. But I I would much rather see something with more style than something that is really photorealistic. That's in part why I really love Impressionism, because to me that really does the best job of capturing a moment. I love J.M.W. Turner. He's my favorite artist. But I like stuff of his, like uh, The Burning of the House of Parliament, because it captures the moment. You can feel the fire in his painting, whereas a photograph feels so just still. You know, there's no life to it. And I, I find that Impressionism has a more life in it, and I like that. What does this have to do with Red Dead Redemption 2? But I love that game. I think it's gorgeous. I love the world. I love just exploring it. And I enjoyed the lack of fast travel because it meant I stumbled across so many things going from place to place and wasn't just jumping from story bit to story bit. I love Arthur Morgan. He's my favorite Rockstar character. He's probably one of my favorite protagonists in any game ever. I really enjoyed him. And thought the performance was really great uh, as well was happy when i saw the actor win best uh actor best whatever at the game awards um 
one of the weird things about that game is that the the talk around it was just so weird and I, I felt like people were saying things that made it seem like they didn't actually play the game or weren't paying attention uh one of the things that i'm just thinking of because i think i was listening to someone talk about it recently was just how you could go to a mission and you didn't know if it was a side mission or a story mission you always knew if it was a story mission or a side mission because the color was different there was a clear difference in color between story missions and side missions the important missions and the just every other mission i don't know why people are like I love the fact that you could you could go to this mission. You don't know what it's going to be. Is it going to be important? Is it going to be side? No, you know exactly what it's going to fucking be. Jesus Christ. Um, and things like people talking about there's no fast travel at all and you have to unlock it like this and you can only do it from your camp. Forgetting or just ignoring the fact that you can fast travel through the stagecoaches and the train. Not that that's a, a huge system that you can easily access if you're out in the wilderness or something or if you're up in the, the, the cold area. But... I don't know. I love a game. I think online sucks. I don't know if they've updated it to add private stuff, but until they do that, I don't really care about online. I had a miserable experience in online, so I'm not really going to mess with that. But moving on to number three, which may be my number three. I guess I put these in order from the ones that really resonated with me and whatnot. Um, but Hitman 2. I love Hitman 2. It is so much fun. I... Struggle between this and Red Dead for the number two spot just because I think more actively about Hitman 2 and just the levels as I play them more and when I'm not playing it. I haven't played Hitman 2 in over a week and I'm still thinking about levels and oh, what if I did this here? Uh, especially the the first level, the Miami level, just because I played that so much in preparation for the Sean Bean. Um, what the hell are those things called? the the mission thing the timed mission thing but it is a fantastic continuation of what they did with the first hitman the the first hitman on current consoles hitman 2016 uh and, and none of the levels are bad they're all great which is a nice change from the first one which had a few stinkers um i love the fact that they let you import your levels from the first game. Uh, and if you didn't already own the first game, you could get uh, those levels for 20 bucks, I believe. There's just a lot of smart little changes and quality of life improvements that made it a better experience over the first game. And I just want to see more and more from it. Um, I adore the game and hope they're able to make more hitman after this and the, the dlc that they're making you know my my friend got me the copy which was way too nice and then i ended up just like forget it um it was on sale at best buy for 60 bucks i think and then it also included the the gamers club discount so i got it for like 48 or maybe it was less i don't know but I bought the gold edition or whatever that came with the DLC because I'm like, I want the DLC. I know I want that. That's 40 bucks on its own. I'll just buy another copy of this, give them another sale, and we're all good. And it's currently on sale for 30 bucks on both PSN and Xbox Live. I believe that's with gold. It might be a little bit more expensive without gold or PlayStation Plus. But 
if you haven't already, it's well worth picking up. It's fantastic. I, I love it so much. So very much. Then after that, Onrush is an amazing racer that nobody played. Hopefully it's being played more on Xbox thanks to its inclusion in Game Pass. Looks great. Runs well. Uh, and it's just a, a really fun take on racing where you don't have to worry about coming in first. It's a much more accessible racer and it's wild and crazy and it's just the most fun I've had with a racer in a long time since probably the old burnout games. I don't think I've had this kind of fun with a racer. Sure, I enjoy my time with Forza Horizon or Forza Motorsports or whatever, Gran Turismo Sport, etc. I enjoy my time with other racers, but I don't have as much fun as I do with Onrush. It's just pure fun, and I love it. I love it. I, I hope it's doing well now that it's on Game Pass. I can't remember if it was also a PlayStation Plus title or announced it. I don't, I don't remember, but it's regularly on sale now for pretty cheap, somewhere in that 20 to $30 area, I think, somewhere around there, and I think it's well worth it. It's such a, such a great game, and at least on Xbox. There's a good community. It's never hard to find a match no matter what time of day it is, which is probably because of Game Pass. And then the last one would be Monster Hunter World, which I loved when it came out. I put probably over 50 hours into it. I beat it uh, the first ending or whatnot. Because uh, they're like, I don't know, a thousand endings for it. I don't know, whatever. But I played it mostly solo and I enjoyed every second of it. It's a game that probably more than any other game this year i have thought about going back to so much but because of what it is i think to myself well there's going to be a learning curve to get back in the rhythm of everything and it's been updated quite a bit there might be a bunch of new shit in there that i just won't like there's a barrier to that re-entry that has kept me away but i'm i'm thinking about maybe going back sometime because there is a bigger expansion coming, I believe, sometime soon. But um, those are my best games of 2018. Uh, you know, and you'll probably be surprised by some of the omissions, which are for either the simple fact that I haven't played them, like Odyssey, or Odyssey set feels like the one big game that I haven't played. I haven't played Just Cause 4, but I don't think most people would be like, oh, that's a, that's a big one for game of the year. But, um, yeah, Odyssey is the big one. And then God of War, I enjoyed. But as time has passed, it's the one game that as time has passed, I've enjoyed less and less. I appreciate that it made me care about Kratos and, and the story when God of War 3 just really lost me completely i was like i don't why do i care about this piece of shit and god of war made me care which was surprising in a very good way but the gameplay didn't do much for me the boat shit was whatever i, I didn't enjoy boating and i was always annoyed that these conversations would never be finished by the time i would get to the dock and i'm like do I just sit here and not dock and listen to this? Or do I just dock and after a point I'm like, I just want to dock because I don't know how long this story is going to go on for. And the combat to me was just, there's a point where you 
something happens and it gets better. But when you're just starting off, I'm not a fan of the axe. I don't think it feels that great. Sure, it's kind of nice when you get it back and you got that like whoosh, whatever. It doesn't feel that great though. And throwing it, I wish it was more accurate. I don't feel like I have the best control with that thing. And I'm not a terrible player. But um, yeah. And of course, everyone knows that with Spider-Man, I think it's just an okay game. It's a really good Spider-Man game and just an okay game. I, it does nothing for me. Um, I probably enjoyed other Spider games more because they were more fresh. And this one just feels like a really, really, really polished Spider-Man game. But not much that hasn't been done before. So moving on to movies. My favorite movie of the year. And looking at the movies I saw this year that came out this year. I was surprised by how many I didn't see, I guess. But number one for me is American Animals, which was this really pleasant surprise about these college students. I don't think they were all students, but college-aged kids who were trying to rob their college library of some really valuable art, some valuable books with art in them. And they just fumble and stumble all the way through, and it puts in and interlaces in these little bits with the actual people because it's based on a true story. And I like that it had this sort of really high-budget documentary that you, that has like reenactments, but the majority of the film is reenactments, and you just have these little snippets with the real people. And sometimes they would have uh, contrary uh, memories of a, of a scene, and then they would replay those scenes out. And it was just really well done, really well acted, and really fascinating I, w- I was really surprised by how engaging it was and how interesting this story that was just a bunch of stupid college students trying to rob their college library was and then upgrade i thought was a lot of fun it, it can be a little gory uh the 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 violence in it may be a bit much for some but i thought it was a lot of fun I love the premise and and the ending and I think the actor whose name I can't remember that me and my one friend just like to say, oh, that's that's not Tom Hardy because he kind of looks like Tom Hardy. He's just like, that's skinny Tom Hardy, Um, American Tom Hardy. I think he's American, but I I think he was uh, Ryan, Ryan's the character's name or the actor's name. Ryan from the OC, his his brother, his older brother. I think it's that actor. He's also in The Invitation, which was great. Um, But it's a really fun sci-fi action movie that is a bit funny at times, too. Um, And then this one easily could be my number one just because it warms my heart. Uh, I saw it and cried multiple times watching it. Almost cried plenty of other times, probably the entire time watching it. I saw it with a very, very good friend of mine. Uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, the uh, Mr. Rogers doc, which to me, he is such a a big part of my childhood and growing up. I didn't watch Sesame Street. I didn't watch any kind of like Muppet things or anything. I watched cartoons and everything, but for like live, like, 
to me is just the epitome of wholesomeness and kindness and the the kind of person we should all strive to be you know even if you don't agree with all his beliefs and and whatnot i think he's someone who you know even like if if he didn't agree with everyone uh with everything of, of a person where he still would treat them with kindness it's it's the he's the epitome of treat others as you would want to be treated yourself and it, it was a wonderful love letter to him really um some interesting information in there too but it was just a beautiful sweet little thing and there's this one scene where they're playing this song that i think was in the trailer it's just like it gets me every time but i think one of my favorite moments from that doc that i wasn't even aware of prior to to watching it was when they were trying to take away funding from uh the public broadcast networks and all that and he says a few words and changes the mind of this one guy is just like there aren't many people who could do that but uh he's one of them and then the last one i want to mention is hearts beat loud which is this little indie music flick with what's his name the 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 mustache man from parks and rec can't remember his name but he and his daughter make some music together and play and it's just it's just a sweet little movie that centers around a lot around music and i always love those types of things because i'm a big music fan i love singing more than pretty much anything so i love it and i i especially love the song he sings maybe like a third of the way in uh shut your eyes it's it's a beautiful song and watching him perform it was a real delight then moving on to anime uh, wrap this up soon my favorite series of the season was probably be uh if we're counting continuations new seasons would be my hair academia season three it was a, a wonderful ride and had by far my favorite episode episode i think four where uh deku is fighting against the big blonde guy to save the that little kid and it made me tear up watching it because it's just he deku is just got a, a great heart and watching that fight and how intense it was and the emotion there it, it was really well put together. It was such a fantastic episode. Uh, so I and I think my hero has just continued to be amazing. I'm almost astonished by how good it is and continues to be. And I feel like it, it has to like the 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 floor has to fall from under it at some point because it's just it's crazy how good that show continues to be on all fronts visually. Uh, Usually the OP and the ED are pretty good. I think the the last one didn't really do much for me, but it, it's great. Um, After the Rain was a really beautiful, from a visual standpoint, but a really wonderful love story between a young girl and an older man who, where, unlike a lot of anime, it doesn't get weird because it's, it's 
understandable why she has her crush on him. And, you know, those kind of crushes happen. But he doesn't make it weird. And, like, it it toes that line so well. And I remember watching it as it was going on and just thinking, please don't don't mess this up. Please don't mess this up every single episode. Because I was so worried that it was going to just turn that, you know, take that corner and just go into creepy, weird territory. But it doesn't. And it has a great ending as well. It's just a beautiful, beautiful series. Um, that one's on Amazon. Amazon surprisingly gets a lot of good series. I don't know why. Um, then, Wotakoi, uh, Love is Hard for Otaku, which I think is also on Amazon. And this is one about love and romance between adults, working adults, who happen to be otakus. And what I appreciate about this is that, one, I love romance, obviously. Uh, everyone knows that about me, who's paid attention to me at all. Um, but what I appreciated was that they were real adults. They weren't adults acting like children or anything. They were just, they were adults. And you don't get enough of those types of stories. We get a lot of, you know, teenagers or even like young adults in college or whatever. But these were working adults and acting sometimes crazy. But for the most part, it was pretty you know, natural and all that. So I, I really enjoy that. It was a real pleasant series. Then last two, uh, Karakai Jozu no Takagi-san, which was the teasing anime between the two uh, characters, the, the boy and the girl. I was just so surprised that this show that I thought watching the first episode was something that probably should have been a short. Look, felt like it was going to be this, this one-note thing of just her teasing him and him trying to tease her and failing was not going to hold up and not going to last, but it was fun throughout from start to finish. And they sprinkled in little bits of actual romance. Cause you know, she liked him. That's why she was teasing him and all this stuff. And you had these little hints and all that, that it just was this really sweet love story between these two whatever, like junior high age kids who had a, a nice little friendship that maybe would grow into more. And it felt real, you know, the the teasing and all that stuff. It, it felt great. And uh, the girl's voice acting and her design and her mannerisms and expressions were particularly great. She was such a fantastic character. But they were they were both great. And then last is one that is currently airing. One episode left. Hopefully it doesn't ruin everything in the first in the last episode. But I have been consistently pleasantly surprised by Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. Terrible title. Well, not so much a terrible title, just it's a title that you see or you hear and you think, Well, that's gonna be some weird shit or some dumb, stupid fan servicey crap it's not uh, it is a romance slash, slash sci-fi series where there's more sci-fi than i was expecting but the sci-fi works and i think the romance between the two leads feels very organic I, i've said that before in a previous show but it feels very organic and natural when the, when they're talking to each other it's interactions that 
I've seen, I've experienced. It doesn't feel forced or fake. It feels real. And that's not always that easy to do. So I, I like that. So what was, what's funny is you look at these four of them are just romance to some extent uh, with comedy in it to a bit uh, after the rain. It isn't really that funny or anything. Um, but yeah, I love me some romance. Give me a good romance sold every time. Uh, but that is it for my best of 2018. Before I end the show, I do want to say that because I just remembered I played through the Simpsons arcade game for the first time ever. I think I don't think I've ever played it to completion. I may have, it kind of seemed familiar, but I just don't remember. And man, that game sucks. It is not a good, uh, brawler. You know, uh, I might have rose-colored glasses with stuff like uh, the Ninja Turtle ones and Streets of Rage or X-Men Arcade, but it doesn't feel that good. And there's not that there's not that much depth or anything. That, it just is. It doesn't feel good. It feels dumb. The music's not that great, which is important. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of disappointing. And I'm planning to go through the X-Men Arcade game next since i have that as well um and then play a little bit of soul caliber 6 because i taught my friend about it he picked it up and i was like oh i picked that up too i still haven't played it i should play that and what i was immediately reminded of with soul caliber is that soul caliber is a lot of fun holy crap i forgot how much fun soul caliber is even having not played one since i think four it is just a really accessible fun uh, fighter. I think it has to be one of the most accessible fighters because you can mash and have a lot of fun and things look cool. It looks good. There's a little bit of a disconnect between the character models and the environment. The environments look really good. The models look pretty good. But there is a little disconnect, uh, which seems to be part for the course with a lot of fighters. But um, it is a lot of fun. And I can't wait to mess around. Uh, mess around. I can't wait to mess around with the the character creator. I can't wait to mess around with the character creator and dabble with the story modes. It seemed like there are two different types of story modes: one where you create a character, and then one maybe where you go through as the uh, the, the the pre-built characters. Um, but it looks like there's a good amount of content there. And since I don't play a lot of online don't have to worry about all the issues there since that seems to be what everyone's complaining about but uh that will do it for this here episode of the pixelated sausage podcast once again i'm your host marcus nez y'all can find me on twitter and pretty much everywhere at px sausage the site is of course pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast the pixelated paranormal podcast and attack the backlog which are all available on podcast services across the globe like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video versions of this podcast and Attack the Backlog, please go over to youtube.com slash sausage and watch them there. This show, not that great in video form, especially this one where I'm just constantly touching my nose. It's really, that's pretty much it, honestly. You want to watch me touch my nose? Go for it. If you don't, don't bother. But Attack the Backlog is always best when watched, and not listened to. But if you only listen to it, eh, fine. That's okay. <laughs> but uh, 
I, I really do appreciate everyone who takes the time to watch the video. Uh, and if you'd like to check out some of my art, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it out there. If you see something you like, click the link. It'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and everything we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. Every little bit counts and all that jazz. Anywho, that will do it. So if you celebrate Christmas and all that jazz, I hope you have a wonderful Christmas Eve if you are somehow listening to this today. And uh, I hope your Christmas is even better if you don't celebrate Christmas for whatever reason. I hope you enjoy not doing anything since everything's closed. Uh, so yeah. Okie dokie. This is where I say... Bye-bye.